Income ETFs, JEPI versus NUSI, QYLD, and RYLD. I'm Jason Kelly, and this is Your Investing Questions Answered by Jason Kelly. If you'd like to record a question to be answered on a future episode, please leave a message at 303-747-4428. Ever since I launched my income SIG plan in January 2022, I've received many questions about covered call ETFs. My plan uses QYLD, but there are other choices, including JEPI, NUSI, and RYLD. From here on out, I'm going to call JEPI and NUSI JEPI and NUSI. The others I'll have to keep spelling out, but JEPI and NUSI refer to JEPI and NUSI. These four funds in alphabetical order by symbol are, and one more time with the symbols here, JEPI, that's JP Morgan Equity Premium Income, NUSI, Nationwide NASDAQ 100 Risk Managed Income, QYLD, Global X NASDAQ 100 Covered Call, and RYLD, Global X Russell 2000 Covered Call. Each fund generates income to be distributed to shareholders using a covered call strategy. This used to be a technique that could benefit only options traders, and options trading is tricky. But these four ETFs and others like them now bring this sophisticated technique to all investors. So the powerful income producing method of, of covered call writing is now as simple as buying one of these types of ETFs. It's a big breakthrough for income investors and I, I highly recommend taking advantage of it. These funds write call options on the stocks they own. When they sell these options, they generate a profit. The buyer of the option pays a premium. Now already, if you don't know about options, you're, you don't know what I'm talking about. But here's the point, that's okay. You don't have to know because the operation is happening inside the fund. Just understand that this is a way that, that anybody actually can, can make extra income off the, the stocks or other securities that they own. But it's tricky to do. It's not as simple as just buying something. You've got to understand options and a lot of investors don't. But now they don't need to because they can simply buy one of these, these covered call options ETFs and make income from the operations of that fund. When the, the buyer of an option pays a premium, the, the profit that generates offsets declines in the assets that are owned by these ETFs and, and that mitigates losses in falling markets. These funds can still decline, however, and I'll cover that in a little bit. The reason to use these kinds of ETFs is to generate income. In order for us to assess their relative income generating power, let's look over their yields compared with a good general bond fund, one that I use in the letter, the Kelly letter that is, which is iShares Core US Aggregate Bond, symbol AGG. These are the 12 month yield comparisons in percent. JEPI, 11.5. NUSI 8.7, QYLD 12.8, RYLD 13.0, AGG 2.3.
The covered call ETFs boast excellent yields, which is why one of them is in charge of providing regular monthly income payments in my income SIG plan. That one, as mentioned, is QYLD. Let's consider just how much income these ETFs provide. We'll assume you invested $10,000 in each of them at the closing price on December 30th, 2022. That was the last trading day of last year. Doing so would have resulted in the following. This is how your portfolio would have looked with share amounts rounded down to the nearest whole number. $10,000 invested at December 30th, 2022 closing prices would have resulted in 183 shares of JEPI at 5449, 540 shares of NUSI at 1850, 628 shares of QYLD at 1591, 531 shares of RYLD at 1881, and 103 shares of AGG at 9699. From there, the following is how much each fund paid per share on its most recent payment date. Most recent amount paid per share in dollars, 0.4439 on February 6th, 2023 from JEPI, 0.1239 on January 27th, 2023 from NUSI, 0.1696 on January 31st from QILD, 0.1956 on January 31st from RYLD and 0.2453 on February 7th from AGG. Now, let's see how much each income fund would have distributed to you on its most recent payment date. To determine this, you just multiply the number of shares you own by the amount paid per share. Here's how that went for our hypothetical portfolio of $10,000 invested in each fund at the end of December. Most recent distributions from the above positions in dollars. 81.23 on February 6th from JEPI. 66.91 on January 27th from NUSI. 106.51 on January 31st from QYLD. 103.86 on January 31st from RYLD. 25.27 on February 7th from AGG. It's obvious in this comparison how much more income these covered call ETFs deliver over their more traditional bond fund peers. The highest payer in the most recent round was QYLD. Its 10651 distributed was more than four times what AGG paid. Now keep in mind, this higher yield isn't manna from heaven. There's a cost, a, a literal one, in the sense that these funds charge higher expense ratios than index funds charge, and they're not as stable as bond funds. They're also nothing like bank accounts. I need to emphasize this because a lot of income investors are taking savings out of, out of banks in order to try to make more. And so it's tempting for a newcomer to this income investing business to think, hmm, my bank pays basically nothing, but let's say 1% on my deposits, maybe up to 2% now. <laughs> with the Fed raising rates. So I'm making 2% in the bank, or I can make 13% in one of these covered call ETFs. Yes, I'll just make a lateral move from the bank into QILD and we'll start raking it in, honey. Talking to your spouse. Well, these covered call ETFs are nothing like bank accounts. 
Putting $10,000 into QILD is not the same as parking it in a bank savings account that pays 13% annual interest. There's a lot of price change involved, something that any sort of bank saver is not used to seeing. But before I get into that, consider the different expense ratios of these funds we've been considering. Here they are. Expense ratios in net percent, 0.60 JEPI, 0.68 NUSI, 0.60 QILD, 0.81 RYLD, 0.03 AGG. As ETFs go, these covered call types are expensive. An investor in QILD pays 20 times what an investor in AGG pays. Of course, it's been well worth it considering QILD's high yield. High expense ratios do raise the issue, though, of whether it's worth holding these covered call ETFs. Investors who care most about expenses are long-term holders. Traders don't give expenses much thought. Even over a long term, though, the math of a higher yield more than compensating for a higher expense ratio works. I mean, if it's more than compensating, right, it doesn't matter whether you've held it a month or, or, or five years. As long as that math keeps working out to where you're paid more than you are paying, then it's okay. The bigger question, though, is whether these funds are suitable as long-term holdings. On their own? Probably not. In a plan that takes advantage of their price fluctuation? Certainly. For a look at why, consider their 2022 price change. 2022 price change in percent. Minus 8.2, JEPI. Minus 33.7, NUSI. Minus 28.3, QYLD. Minus 22.9, RYLD. Minus 15.0, AGG. It was an unusual year, a bear market across both stocks and bonds that sent even AGG considerably lower, 15%, right? In most years, however, a general bond fund will fluctuate less than these covered call ETFs. JEPI's relatively small decline in 2022 has investors gathering round, but be careful not to curve fit to the last decline. JEPI is unlikely to pay as much as QILD, for example, and depending on your way of using it, the lower volatility might not be desirable. Be careful with this. It's, it's common in mainstream financial media to see declines described as, as losses, terrible, you know, in, in a negative way, and, and, and appreciation is the only thing anybody wants. Yes, at the end of the time frame during, from which you're going to be taking profits, you want a net gain, of course, but in a system that's working over a very long time frame, shorter time frames within it are, are not supposed to be all up because it's the downtimes that allow, allow the investor to take advantage of cheaper prices that end up being bigger gains later when those are sold. So bear that in mind. You need to, to rise above the, the common way that media present this, that declines are in red with doomsday headlines and, and rises are shown with people cheering and popping champagne. That is not how the long-term, rational, steady investor operates. And, and you need to, to consider that as you're thinking about which sort of income strategy to pursue. All right, so with that as a little, a little backdrop, this idea that not all volatility is bad, let's dive into why you, you might want to choose a different fund from JEPI. Yes, it declined less in 2022. 
Well, that's not a surprise. Jeppy is designed to be less volatile than the S&P 500. It's an actively managed defensive equity fund that also runs a covered call operation. All right, It's not an index fund. And it's supposed to move less than its index. It's not doing anything wrong when it rises less and falls less than the S&P 500. It's doing what's written on its label. As for my plans, they prefer price movement, i.e. volatility, in their growth and income funds because they run quarterly rebalancing programs. In such a scheme, lower prices can be useful. If something is relatively lower than something else, then more money flows into that, and later when those two securities switch positions, then you move money from the higher price one into the lower price one. That, that's just how rebalancing works in general. Mine is more advanced than that, but that's the basic idea. And in a year like 2022, when everything goes down, there's minimal benefit to rebalancing. But most years aren't like 2022. And anybody investing as if they are will learn this the hard way. They already are. Year to date, Jeppy's price has risen only 0.5% compared with the 6.8% for QILD. In general, separate from this, this covered call ETF discussion, beware of fighting the last war constantly. Beware of planning 2023's portfolio based on what happened in 2022. Frankly, beware of planning any future time frame based on what happened in some discrete recent time frame. The only way to win at this over the long term is to ba invest based on historical truths. All of my plans do that, but there are other plans that do that as well, and that is a much better way to go. Anybody who's just doing rote rebalancing on a, a quarterly or even annual basis will run circles around somebody who's looking at headlines and gut-guessing where prices are going to go next. I have to get in, that in there because that is foundational to, to my approach. And so anybody who thought, oh my gosh, 2022 was awful. The thing to do now is run away from the volatility is already shooting themselves in the foot. No, earth to investors, after prices have gone down, you want to own the things that went down because the next thing they're going to do basically is go up. It's the opposite of what media pound upon week after week, quarter after quarter. And it's the opposite of how our guts naturally react, but it is what works over time. All right. And so, like I was pointing out, uh, most years are not like 2022. So anybody who came off 2022 and moved their income money into Jeppy because it fell less in 2022 is now already rising less than what they could have done. Year to date, Jeppy's price, again, up only 0.5% compared with 6.8% for QILD. If you are planning to park money in one of these covered call ETFs for an extended period and you do want to minimize volatility, then Jeppy is a good choice. For more aggressive income seekers or anybody running a systematic approach like my income seek plan, QILD is a better choice. Its most recent distribution was 24% higher than Jeppy's most recent, and it grew the investor's principal by a considerable 6.8% year-to-date compared with a half percent at Jeppy. Yes, it is more price volatile, but you, you just need to be aware of your approach, how you're planning to use these funds in, in a bigger context and make the choice accordingly. Costs are a wash across these covered call ETFs. All of them cost more than index funds and much more than bond index funds, but they pay far more. Their extra income more than offsets these higher expense ratios. 
If you really want to boost your income portfolio, I recommend my income SIG plan. Of course, it's mine and it was designed exactly to create income for people who are done growing their money over time. It is more volatile than traditional income portfolios, but pays much more over time. Its key tactic is actually not these covered call ETFs. Its key tactic is harvesting growth fund surpluses as income, but that's a topic for a different episode. Thank you for listening. This is Your Investing Questions, answered by Jason Kelly. To record a question for a future episode, please call 303-747-4428. You can subscribe to this podcast from any of the links at my website, jasonkelly.com. I'll take you to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. Oh, and please don't forget to subscribe to The Kelly Letter. Prices are still low, but the market has been rising at the start of 2023, as you just heard. Please become a subscriber today at jasonkelly.com to start your own market-beating SIG plans, including the QYLD Harnessing Income SIG plan that I discussed in this episode. Current subscribers, thank you for doing business with me. I'll see you Sunday.